Um, well, this is the third annual joint meeting between uh, ASME, the Association for the Study of Medical Education, and the Institute of Education in, at the University of London. And it's been an extremely successful day. And I'm just going to interview now Case van der Bluten from Maastricht uh, in the Netherlands uh, to talk, uh, tell us a little bit, first of all, of how he arrived in his exalted position that he is, and then to come and talk to us about, just to say what his, uh, what his talk was about, and give us three take-home messages. Case. Well, Julie, I think uh, that I'm very fortunate to be here today because it's another token of where we are in medical education in general. I think um, uh, your question about um, how you came about to where you are right now, I think I'm so fortunate, uh, spending more than 25 years in medical education now, to have witnessed um, two things, which is the um, professionalization of medical education. And the second thing is this is done through the creation of an enormous active, active and supportive uh, collaborative community of practice in which education specialists and very important a lot of people from the domain um, participate. I mean look at this meeting, look at other meetings, look at sure. Amy, look at journals. I, I lost count of the uh, uh, international journals that we have for medical education. And, uh, look at ASME, look at um, similar associations within my country, for example. Just last week we had uh, our annual conference, which nearly approximated a thousand people coming to it. So it's a very active uh, community practice, which is professionalized. And um, that where I f that's where I fit in a little bit, I think, is that I helped uh, the community to, to professionalize. Um, with some knowledge about education and also we've been professionalizing that enormously. When I came to medical education, there was a lot of rhetoric, a lot of beliefs. PBL, this is what we should do. The only, holy, the only thing you can do it is this way. Um, and it had a lot of impact, a lot of good impact. But then slowly we started to see uh, research emerging. And I think what is another very a particular characteristic of our community is that the research that we do is highly connected to uh, education practice. There's actually a debate in the general education literature about the relevance of <coughs> educational research. Sure. The same in the UK. Yes. The UK. But I'm absolutely certain that within the medical education community we don't have that kind of a gap. And I think we should cherish that. I think uh, that that is, I think, the uh, for you the responsibility of the chair of ESME to keep that community flourishing. For me to provide as much input into um, uh, the, the work of, of others, um, and to help them, and to mentor them, and to coach. Uh, and I think that is basically my role in math education. And I think we've come a long way, um, and it's wonderful to see. Um, topics are changing, for example, um, the, a lot of professionalization went on in undergraduate medical education, and we now see the work-based learning, the postgraduate arena changing a lot, fascinating, interesting. Um, but also, you see a lot of these people um, participating in this community. I just, coffee break, had a discussion with um, two young surgeons who just completed their master's training in Leeds, I believe, um, thinking about their next step. 
And is it wise to progress into medical education? We think it's fascinating, but is it wise? Should we do it? And I, th I think they should. And I also think that um, they will be the leaders of the future. Absolutely. It's very good to see a lot of young people here uh, today, a lot of people new to medical education, not the same old uh, faces. Oh, exactly, exactly. And I think <clears throat> that is the future of medical education, and that is what we have accomplished. And I have made a very modest contribution to that. And so your talk, um, the main my focus talk, of your talk? The main focus of my talk is the, the battle against reductionism in assessment. I see a lot of trivial assessment. I see a lot of trivial things happening around assessment. Um, and basically that is my battle. And uh, uh, the basic message I have is to connect education to assessment as much as possible, embed the assessment as much as possible. And then think about it more in terms of a full approach, a systems approach to assessment instead of individual methods. And I've been thinking about some sort of a, a model, sort of a framework for thinking about programmatic systems-based assessment. And I'm, uh, I presented that, and that's where my line of thinking is going. I wish to have more thought into, let's say, the educational design um, principles around assessment, which I think is a, quite a new area, which I think we need to explore which moves beyond, and that's the title of the, the, the talk, which moves beyond the um, exclusively uh, psychometric research that we often see around assessment. So three take-home messages for the audience? Um, embed assessment as much into your training program as possible. No assessment without feedback. Um, never ritualize, never trivialize. Um, be aware of any form of trivialization, don't do that. Keep the assessment as informative to learning as possible. Do that all the time, if you do that all the time, you'll gather sufficient information, um, a wealth of information that could never be replaced by a single big bang exam. Well, thanks very much, and thanks for coming to the meeting, because I think you're an extremely influential uh, voice within medical education. I think you're absolutely right. We're professionalizing, but I think it's been partly due to people like yourself, so thank you again. Thank you very much.